live from the Annex Wealth Management Studios at the Avenue in downtown Milwaukee. This is Wisconsin's Morning News. Here's your host, Vince Vetrano. Six twelve on Wisconsin's Morning News. I, I posted my Lando Calrissian picture. I saw on that. My Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. If you want to play along with the I program. misunderstood. I thought it was you in a Lando costume. It is not. <laughs> it is you with Billy D, no. the actor. I got Star Wars t-shirts and stuff that I wear to the movie. I know. I've, or I've, on May 4th. I've but seen I, you in the shirt I'm not a costume guy. <laughs> I don't have a full-on Jedi or anything like that. You have the long hair. <laughs> just around just the ear. Just a braid, yeah, too. Like braid. Obi-Wan braid. Yeah. yeah. So all of this came up because there are two, two Star Wars stories in the news today. Mm-hmm. One... Uh, Donald Glover, who played Lando Calrissian in the Star Wars spinoff Solo, is talking very gently and delicately about a reprisal of that role in some sort of future production. Sounds like there could be a Lando movie being discussed at the moment. And basically that's about what he said. is like, yeah, we're talking and that's all I can say. Which for Star Wars fans would be awesome. I miss the movies. I do. I love the shows that Disney is doing. I love that you can stream it and watch and... They're episodic, so they can go you know, much longer, mm-hmm. develop the storyline more. That said, I would still like a Star Wars movie every couple of years yeah. like we were getting. It's like candy. Yes, please. Just go and just get a, little, get a little taste and have some fun. So that was in the news today, and then I, I told you I met the original Lando Calrissian, Billy D. Williams. Yeah, when he was in doing was, an interview with Goosh. Folks will remember Mike Goucher's Sunday night show on TMJ4. He would, It was just... I, I loved the show. Everybody loved the show. It was two chairs, a table, Goucher, and a guest, and they talked for a half hour. And he would get, he would pull some high-profile people. Yeah. And uh, I told the story, but he, it was an unwritten rule: you don't mess with the Sunday night guest, mostly out of respect for Mike because he's got some pretty important people in. Mm-hmm. You don't want to mess around it's with credibility that. issue. You don't want fanboys yeah, running around. Exactly. It's not professional. It's not cool. So, out of respect for Mike and the show and professional decorum. You just, if you saw somebody pretty cool walking through, you just, ooh, there's that guy, yeah. Maybe a head nod. Yeah, a little head nod. But, yeah. but no. Hey, yeah. hey, do you have it? Yeah, get it, right. <laughs> Except for, <laughs> Goucher has Billy D. Williams one year on Sunday night. Oh, awesome. He was in town. He's, a, he's an accomplished stage actor, so he was in town doing a show of some kind, and that's why Mike was able to get him. So he's done with the, he, now I waited till after. In fairness to me, <laughs> good for it wasn't before yeah, when you're doing wasn't mic before. checks That's and right. lights and stuff. And I was still in my mid mid twenties, probably, okay. and you know had watched Mike as a as a young person, hoping to be you know like it was yeah. amazing to work with Mike Goucher, one of my heroes in the business, and all that. But I didn't care. <laughs> and they're coming out of the studio, and I see Goosh next to Billy D. Williams, and I make eye contact with Goucher first. And I kind of, I got a camera in my hand (laughs) and I kind of gave him a like, "Mm, I'm sorry, man. Got to do it. And he looked like, oh, (laughs) and it was too late. Like, Billy D, how you doing, Vince Petrano? I would love if you could take a picture with me. So it's a great picture. Please, please tell me you had Goucher take the pic. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, Mike, would you mind? I'm sure somebody else did it. He's long said that it didn't bother him because I was... But man, Lando, Cal- I, I well talked to him after. I'm like, Mike, I'm sorry, it was Lando Calrissian. Nothing had to, I could had to do. do it. So that picture is posted on my Twitter, Facebook, whatever. Hey, Pancake, we should set up a t- 
text the word Lando. <laughs> that's what we're using the just, keyword for. The <laughs> that's what we'll use it for. We use that for like severe weather. We use that election for results. Election text results. the word results. Now we're gonna <laughs> now we're gonna really put Lando. Text on there. Lando, and we'll send you a picture of Vinny and Billy D. <laughs> Don't do it yet. It's it's not hot yet. Wow. We're gonna do that. Six fifteen on Wisconsin's morning news. Time for an update from the Gruber Law Office's One Call, That's All Sports Desk. Here's Brandon Snide. The Milwaukee Brewers are going to the World Series. Well, maybe, but it's only April. But I would buy your ticket now if I were you. The reason why, these freshmen are here to stay, apparently. The Brewers entered Wednesday looking for the series sweep against the New York Mets. And with the score tied at six apiece in the bottom of the ninth, rookie Garrett Mitchell called game. And the pitch. Bob Euchre on the incredible call there right here on WTMJ as Mitchell takes the brooms out to send the Mets home and the Brewers win their fifth straight game by a final of 7-6. Next up for the Brewers is a three-game series against the St. Louis Cardinals starting on Friday. Over to the NBA where the Milwaukee Bucks have officially secured the best record in the NBA and have clinched the number one seat in the Eastern Conference with a 105-92 win Wednesday night against the Chicago Bulls. Giannis, who did not play, and Chris Middleton, who left early after only playing eight minutes. But there was no fear for the deer as Bobby Portis came to play against his former team. Holiday moves it across the timeline. Steps back, now triggers the pass to the corner. Bobby Portis delivers a beauty from the right corner. Deep on that side. How about 15 unanswered points now for the Bucks? who are digging in now against Chicago. Next up for the Bucks is a home matchup Friday as Memphis comes to town. The roster is yet to be determined. And lastly, the 87th Master Tournament gets underway today at Augusta National Golf Club down in Augusta, Georgia. And Tiger Woods is scheduled to tee off around 9.15 this morning. First tee time, 7 a.m. our time. 6.19 on Wisconsin's Morning News. Coming up, it's a tie in Sister Bay. Let's go. Thursday morning, a couple of stories from the world of politics today. Wait, don't hang up. Don't hang up. These are good. They were living, baby, living in Waukesha yesterday. State Legislature's Joint Finance Committee, or Joint Committee on Finance, depending on how you want to say it, taking a show on the road this month. They have these public listening sessions, four of them scheduled. They're seven hours long each, (laughs) where any good citizen of the great state of Wisconsin can get their two minutes at the mic. And they lined up. Good morning. Uh, the committee is happy to be here today to hear from the folks in southeastern Wisconsin at our first of uh, four uh, public hearings yeah. across the state. So that's Mark Bourne, representative out of Beaver Dam. He's on the Joint Finance Committee, and then they got underway. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Thank you for this opportunity to testify today. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning, Mayor. Good morning. Good morning. Morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. <laughs> and it goes on and Hi, on. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Yep. Good morning. Seven <laughs> hours. Good morning. 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 Good morning.
<laughs> but they were under strict protocols. Like you only had two minutes and they would stop you. This guy trying to make his point. Anyone who's 24 years and older without a, a child Thank is you. not eligible for the funds. And this would enable. Thank you. All right. <laughs> Thank, you. Thank you. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. <laughs> now we're on to uh, afternoon. So this would do. All right, you're done. It's hard, man. You got to. And they did because there are a lot of people, in fairness to the lawmakers, a lot of people wanted their two minutes. And if you let somebody go 210, 213, yeah, I get it. I, I then, get it. you know, like so. But they should really have a buzzer or an air horn or something. <laughs> On and on seven hours. I mentioned two stories, so you'll like this one. Next, uh, this is out of northeast Wisconsin. We have a tie. They can choose um, really any kind of random draw. NBC 26 News in Green Bay reporting that uh, two candidates for, I think it's village president in Sister Bay... It ended in a tie. Both village president candidates, Nate Bell and Rob Zoschke, had 256 votes to be exact. And there were four write-ins, making for a total of 594 ballots cast. Now, my takeaway from that, first of all, a tie, right? That's hard <laughs> to have happen. Oh, but secondly, it. four write-ins, which meant... Any one of those four people who wrote in some joker who wasn't going to win and they knew wasn't going to win could have flipped this election one way or another. <laughs> but somebody somebody thought it was funny to write in Donald Duck now or whoever. You're, you're, you know. that's, you're assuming it was somebody they wrote, wrote in Eric Bilstead. They may, have, <laughs> they, may, they may have been a legitimate person. No. I thought about putting in names before. Why? <laughs> Not like I, I thought about actually putting my own name in. Anyway. Just urinate ahead. away your vote then. That's fine. <laughs> For a race that I knew was going to go away. Leave it blank then. Because you know what they have to do with a right and they have to pull that then and it slows down the whole yes, process. Yes, when you're putting Donald Duck, yes, I understand that's a pain. <laughs> anyway, I love these stories because how are they going to decide the tie? Okay, well, here's the village clerk, Heidi Tyke, village clerk of Sister Bay, way up on the Door Peninsula. They can choose um, really any kind of random draw. Uh, flip of the coin, drawing a name out of a hat, drawing straws, and then they will conduct that tiebreaker and we'll have a winner. Woo-hoo-hoo. Oh, man. How coin they, flip, drawing straws. She says they're going to choose that, so how do they choose that? Rock, paper, scissors? Like, how do you choose which game you're going to play? I guess uh, Zoshki and Bell got to get together and say, this is what uh, we agreed to. See, we, this happened once before in Delafield yes. last year, right? They should bring them down here in Milwaukee and put them in the burrito contest. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes! <laughs> we got a burrito eating contest. Everything's set up. Right. we got two more for Go you. Go ahead, if you want to be village president. Would that be great? That would be awesome. That or beer Get them down here in a limo. That would be fantastic. Zip them in. We got two more in the contest. This is a side bet. Now, we, we have to weigh the burritos to make sure they're exactly the same. That's true, right? Can't have, you know, it's a game of chance, kind of. And they would have to be the same burrito. We can't have, you know, Zoshki can't get veggie and Bell gets yeah, beef. Yeah, you can't make no, an order. can't do that. No, no yeah, it's got to be what what is out there. <laughs> oh, fantastic idea. Uh, it's a tie in Sister Bay they're going to decide today. Uh, meanwhile, going back to uh, Waukesha, it looks like they are, uh, let's see here, it looks like they're still going. <laughs> are they still discussing? Good afternoon. Oh, yeah, now it's no. afternoon. Good 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 afternoon. 
Good afternoon. Yeah, still going. Hello. Good Next scheduled hearings in Eau Claire, Wisconsin, Dells, and Monaco. Eau Claire and the Dells are back to back. This is a tough day for those lawmakers. Good afternoon. 14 hours out of out of 36. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. I'm Tim Sheehy. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. Afternoon. Hello. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. It doesn't end. Good afternoon. So I should just go. News about your money this morning. WTMJ Annex Wealth Management Market Update. Dow Jones Industrial Average down at 33,483. That was actually up 80 points in trading on Thursday. Sorry, on Wednesday. NASDAQ at 11,997. S&P 500 at 4090. Get on track with investment and retirement planning. Visit AnnexWealth.com and click on the Get Started button today. Thank you very much. Thank you. Um, thank you to all the folks that uh, spent a long day with us, the committee, everybody who visited with us today. That concludes our Waukesha public hearing. The committee's adjourned. Mentioned to you, world champion is coming to Milwaukee to compete in his, in his field today. He is the silent warrior who stands where land meets horizon, steadfast and unshakable, a city on a hill lit for all to see. Where land meets horizon. <laughs> He's in town, competing, late this morning. A poem written using every word of every language of every country in the world. He is a bead of light floating in the dark oil of night. <laughs> this, I mean, pretty important. Now I know exactly who you're talking Major about. Major competitor. The event is in the Deer District. Is this some world-class super athlete? Yes. Does he lift rocks above his head? Is he the world's strongest man? He lifts something above his the head. The world's fastest runner? Nah, he eats, he eats stuff. His cause is the cause of one nation under God. Indivisible, the number one ranked eater in the world, Joey Chestnut! Yeah! Oh, I love it. Chestnut, as announced by ESPN at the Nathan's Famous Hot Dog Eating Contest on the 4th of July, which he wins all the time. Yeah. Has he still been winning that? I haven't been paying I, that. I don't know, because it's, it's gotten more competitive. Yeah. Competitive eating is a thing. Mm -hmm. There's big money in it. They call it a sport, I guess. Feels to me more not that these people aren't physical specimens to be able to do what they do. Right, it takes work. Yes, maybe it's a skill instead of a sport. I don't know. We can have that debate, but that's not really the point. Dudes in town today with nine other professional eaters trying to see who can down the most Kadoba burritos in ten minutes. Awesome. So Kadoba is supplying the food. If you go out, it's eleven a.m. at Deer District. Goes till about one o'clock. Kadoba says they're also going to have samples. There you go. So there you go. Some free food in it for you as well. Some giveaways. And then, of course, like everything that is over the top about this world-class eating contest. Oh, Who can wait. down the most burritos awesome. in 10 minutes today at Deer District? And he will fight until he is the last man standing on the dirt-covered surface of the earth. Time for an update from the Gruber Law Office's One Call, That's All Sports Desk. Here's Brandon Snide. The Milwaukee Brewers brought out the brooms and sent the Mets back to New York with a sweep after a Garrett Mitchell walk-off home run to win it for the Brew Crew with a final score of 7-6. to six. Devin Williams did get the win, and the Brewers have now won five straight games. The homestand continues Friday night with Game 1 of a three-game series against the St. Louis Cardinals. 
The road to the NBA Finals officially must come through Milwaukee as the Bucks have secured the best record in the number one seed in the Eastern Conference after a 105-92 win over the Chicago Bulls on Wednesday night. Bobby Portis led all scorers with 27 points. Chris Middleton, who started the game, he left early after playing only eight minutes of action due to right knee soreness. The Bucks do have an off day today. They are back in action as Memphis comes to town Friday night. Tip-off is scheduled for 7 p.m. It's time for Extra Points, a sports opinion commentary on Wisconsin's Morning News. Here's Brendan Snide. As you just heard, the Milwaukee Bucks have officially secured the top record and the top seed in the Eastern Conference with a win on Wednesday night. It was the Bucks' 58th victory on the season, and with so many moving pieces to this roster this season, one of the few things that has remained constant has been Bobby Portis. It's playoff time in the NBA, which also brings more of the debate for the awards handed out later this season. Who's the MVP? Who's the most improved? Who's the sixth man of the year? All that good stuff. You know where I stand with the MVP award. It should come right here in Milwaukee. We talked about that on yesterday's program. But I also feel very strong about this season's sixth man of the year award. Spoiler alert, bring all the trophies to Milwaukee. It's easy to say the Bucs would still be pretty good with the core of Giannis, Drew, and Chris Middleton. And, And if you did say that, you would be accurate. But they are probably not the top dog in the East without the underdog in Bobby Portis. He has been that good this season, especially with so many changes and injuries to the starting rotation. Portis, who is averaging just over 14 points per game and almost 10 rebounds per game, which is a career high for him, has been a main staple in the Bucks' rotation and as of late has been the league's best player off the bench, regardless of what the national talking heads will tell you. Whether the Bucks need shooting or whether they need rebounding or scoring, Bobby brings it. Over the past two games, which were back-to-back for the Bucks, big games, games they needed a win to clinch the number one seed, he's delivered, as he has all season. With Giannis and Chris Middleton both missing games this week, Bobby went on to drop 19 points and grab 20 rebounds in a win in Washington. And then on the very next night, led the game in scoring with 27 while snatching 13 boards, which helped Milwaukee clinch the top seed. Regardless of what happens in the postseason for the Bucs, there is no denying the success of this team is due to Portis coming off the bench. He sets the energy for the team, for the crowd, and he has easily become a household name throughout Bucks Nation. It's rather simple for me and maybe for you. There's a few worthy names out there that could claim the award. I will argue against them. But in my opinion, your 2023 NBA's Sixth Man of the Year resides right here in Milwaukee. Just a really interesting story here on an amazing con. A woman started a company and duped not only hundreds of thousands of clients, but also one of the world's largest banks. ABC News crime and terrorism analyst Brad Garrett is with us from Washington. And Brad, the the business this con artist started, I can definitely see where it's easy to target people. I'm in this nightmare right now. I've got college-bound teenagers. And if someone's offering to help you in the application process and filling out all the financial forms, boy, I'd at least listen to that pitch. And obviously it worked. She did create a business and for whatever reason called it Frank. Like the name. Yeah, I saw that. Uh, What's with that name? We're going to need some work on the branding. Exactly. Well, apparently it worked on the front end. So so what happens is she creates this company, claims that she's got 
a lot of clients, um, you know, at some point convinces J.P. Morgan Chase that she has 4.25 million clients. We'll get to that in a second, which don't exist. Um, but she is fits the exact pattern of an ideal con artist. She's bright. She's female. Um, she's charismatic. She talks with confidence. She talks in concrete, direct ways, building this image in front of probably a bunch of J.P. Morgan Chase's uh, executive folks about how much money she's made, how much money it could you could make with the right financial backing. Um, and they were just wowed. One key thing that con artists do is they get you to think switching from your rational side, which is, you know, questioning things like, is this too good to be true? And you're really not showing me enough real information for me to be convinced or for the bank be convinced to buy it to the emotional, the excitement, the this is a unique sort of uh, business that nobody else is really doing. You can build this and make a lot of money. And I'm convinced that's what hooked them. She got them to switch what they call to the emotional side of, of a way of thinking, not having somebody in the back of the room who might be a retired cop or FBI agent saying, well, wait a minute. She's not showing you anything that really – we can, we can actually prove at this point actually exists. She hired a data science professor – to create this database of 4.25 million students that allegedly were her clients that she that they she was charging them some monthly rate allegedly claimed that she had relationships with, a relationship with 5000 colleges which didn't exist and nobody apparently till they bought it actually really checked this stuff out <clears throat> realized they'd been duped and then they sue her of course then the feds get involved and now she's facing a bunch of criminal charges and a big old mess to clean up. ABC's Brad Garrett with us on Thursdays. Thanks, Brad. That's a fascinating story. Take care. And the other thing is, like, I feel like we, you never want to feel like you're missing out. I felt this way about cryptocurrencies or whatever. I don't sure, know much yeah. about it. I don't whatever. But, but there's something but there, everybody's there, getting perhaps. rich, and yeah, I'm not. I yeah. got to get them bored. You know, like Brad talks about tapping into that emotional side. You don't mm-hmm. want to. Am I the only chump who hasn't gotten on board? <laughs> And then here we are. 657 in the on, Speaking of chumps. Right. 657 on Wisconsin's morning news.